scripture. One is 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. And also put your finger in Psalm 23. Most of you know Psalm 23. So we're going to t- look at these two scriptures. And as we were singing today, um, we were talking about how he's a chain breaker. Today, chains will be broken off of you if there's any chains in any way on you. They will be broken off you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I will guarantee that if you listen and allow this message to get into your heart. Pastor Brenda says it's not what we do, but it's him and us. And that's the important thing. It's him and us. I'm going to spend some time talking about him being in you. So let's everybody there, first Peter, or sorry, second Peter, get you jumping around. Second Peter, everybody there? Is anybody here? Okay, Second Peter. Is anybody there? Okay. There's still only a couple of you. Are you out there today? Come on. I know it's been a long service already, but just focus, focus. Okay, Second Peter, chapter one, verses three and four. I want you to listen to this. As the divine power has been given to us in all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. That's so cool, but listen to this next part. This is what we want to know and understand today. That through these you may be partakers of his divine nature, partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Father God, let them know and understand that they are partakers of the divine nature of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Um, Throughout the scripture, God has revealed himself in different names. And I want to share these names, some of these names with you today. And then let you get and understand and know that God has put his divine nature in you. Does everybody understand that? His divine nature has been given to you. Your sinful nature has been taken and put on the cross. All of his divine nature is in you. And there's hundreds of names that he calls himself to reveal himself because there's no one name that's big enough to he can share and show you who he is. So we're going to look at maybe nine um, redemptive names of God, what he calls himself and how he lives in us and um, how he shares that nature with us. Just at looking at the book of Psalms, chapter 23. Y'all, many of you, like I said, probably recite this, but Psalm chapter, so if you turn over to Psalms chapter 23. There's two things that I know how this infusion of divine strength comes in us. There's two things. One, you have to have the knowledge and know that God put his nature in you and that he says it. And he does say it all through the word of God. Everywhere throughout the word of God, you see him saying things like, I've given you my divine nature. Christ in you is the hope of glory. I am the vine, you are the branches. You can't do anything unless I live in you. Um, Galatians 2.20. I live, my body's dead, but now I live. I live as Christ lives in me. Uh, John chapter 17, where he talks about, I am in the Father, the Father is in me, and I am in you, and the Father is in you. All through the scripture, he begins, he tells us over and over again, but all through the Old Testament, he begins to reveal his nature that's going to come in the form of Jesus Christ. And live in each and every one of us. And I will tell you today that as Crystal called out for us to pray for the sick, that 
Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals, is living in you today. So let's look at some of these divine names. First of all, I want you to know and understand that it says in Amos 3.3 3, that two cannot walk together unless they agree. The divine nature cannot live in you and manifest in you unless you agree. And that's the issue that a lot of us have, is we don't understand the divine nature in us. Psalm 23. We're going to go through the psalm and look at just this one chapter and see how the divine nature lives in us. So the first part of this, Psalm 23, we're going to look at redemptive names of Jesus Christ. And again, before I start, I want to give you the definition of redemption. This is what Jesus did when he comes and lives inside of you. When he died and then was resurrected and the resurrected Christ in spirit lives in us. Basically, it's from being, it's loosing us from the bonds, from the chains as we sing, setting us free from captivity, from slavery, buying back something that was lost or stolen, exchanging something in one's possession for something in the possession of another. He gave us his life and he took our death and sin. That's redemption. He paid the price. He's our redeemer. So as we look at Psalm 23, the first two words of Psalm 23 is the Lord. And the Hebrew word for the Lord is Yahweh or Jehovah. It's first mentioned in Exodus 3.14. He said this, I, and this is God speaking, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, the I am has sent me. Every time you see the word the Lord, Lord, it means the great I am. He's not the I was. He's not the I'm going to be. He's the I am right now, ever present, living God that's inside you right now. So every time you see the word Jehovah or the Lord, it means that I am. I am the great I am. There's no other. I am the covenant making. I am God. So the first two words of, and I'm not even in Psalm yet. I better get over there with you all. There we go. And Psalm 23 is the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. In this section of scripture, the Lord, and I'm going to give you the Hebrew words here. The Lord, the great I am, is your Ra, which is the Hebrew word, which means the Lord, your shepherd, who watches over you. All through the scripture, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I'm the shepherd who gave my life for the sheep. I'm the shepherd who watches over the sheep. Now, I want you to understand this. Now, listen to me, because we've got to get this. Jehovah Ra, the Lord who is your shepherd, lives in you. He's given you that divine nature. So inside of every one of you that are here right now lives your shepherd. Now, if your shepherd lives in you, when you need guidance and you need to know which way to go, inside of you lives his divine nature that will guide you that way. We've got to understand and know that, though. Many of us are walking weird paths, but it says he's going to guide us on the path we will go. There'll be stumbling blocks and there'll be things put in our way, but he is the one who guides us. This is so important. Just this once. The redemptive name. He is your shepherd and he lives in you. And the shepherd's in you so you can call on him anytime you need him. Do you believe that? Can you live in that? 
That's the gift of redemption. I'm giving you myself as the shepherd. Jehovah Ra is the Hebrew for that. Well, if you believe it, I'm going to have you repeat some things after me all through this uh, message. So repeat after me, Father God, I declare and decree that you're the Lord Jehovah Ra. I receive you as my shepherd. And you live in me as my shepherd. In Jesus' name. I'm going to get you saying these things all through this message. Okay, let's go to the next few words of this psalm. I shall not want. You don't have to repeat it. <laughs> I shall not want. In Genesis chapter 22, verse 14, Jesus reveals himself as Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. And that was when Abraham was offering his son Isaac. And God said to Isaac, I'm going to provide the lamb. I'm going to provide the sacrifice. I will be the sacrifice for you. I will provide for you. So the Lord who will provide, his nature comes and lives inside of you. All provision you need right now for your life is inside of you right now. Right now. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, it's in you right now. That's his divine nature that he puts in you. We don't have to look at our job. We don't have to look at our credit card. We don't have to look at those things. He's your provider. He lives in you. It makes it a lot easier when you know and understand the provider lives in you. Now, you can go and rely on yourself and do your own thing, or you can rely on the provider who actually has taken up residence in his spirit form inside of you and lives in you. Come on. Someone's got to get that. Someone's got to know and understand that your provision has been taken care of in heavenly places by Jesus Christ who's now come and resides within you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. He's your provider. And he lives in you. So, again, I'm going to get you speaking a little bit. I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. Father God, I declare and decree that you make provision for me. You're Jehovah Jireh, my provider, and my provider lives in me, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Ooh, you guys are getting it, I, I can tell. Let's, let's move on through this whole section of scripture. Again, we're only getting a little taste, a little bit of the tip of the iceberg, all through the scriptures. I know there's over 365 names of God that I know of that have been identified, how he shows us his nature and his attributes and then shows us that that has been put inside of us when we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. See, it's not in our own flesh, but it's in his power. Some of us are living way below the gift of his nature in us because we don't understand that all of God has been given to us and we've given him all of our sin and his nature now resides in us and we can either follow that nature and yield to it or we can lead our own life and go the way we want. I'm going to tell you something really cool. Yielding to God is a great thing because heaven is much bigger than what I could ever do in my own flesh and walk in in my own flesh. When I yield, and it doesn't sound right, but when I give myself and yield myself over to the power of him working in me, good things are going to happen. Amen? And I guarantee before you go out of here, if you believe that in your heart, with all of your heart, that your life will be changed forever. Because your Savior lives, and he lives in you. Amen? Yeah. 
Let's go on to the next section of Psalm 23. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. So he makes me lie down in the peaceful green pastures and beside all these still waters. That is Jehovah Shalom. I am the Lord your peace. He revealed himself as that peace way back in Judges chapter 6 verse 24. And he says, I am Jehovah, the Lord, your peace. That divine nature has been put in me. And that divine nature has been put in every one of you. And if you believe it and yield to it, you have peace in every storm. He gives you his peace, his perfect peace. And when your mind is stayed on him, you will live in perfect peace. How many of you are worried about stuff? How many of you have anxieties? Don't raise your hand. How many of you have ever had where you're kind of upset with things? You've got the Prince of Peace living in you, and if you call on him, he will give you and allow that peace to flow through you because every cell of your body has been saturated with his peace. He lives in you. Do you believe that? He says um, in John fourteen twenty seven, My peace is in you. And it even says the blessing is in the redemption because the chastisement of our peace was put on him. All the worry, all the sickness, all the crud, all the junk was put on him so that he could give us all of his peace. That's what it says in Isaiah 53, 5. Peace is in the scripture over 400 times. Let me give you a definition of peace, okay? You want to hear the definition of peace? This is what's in you. Call on it. This is the definition of uh, peace or shalom in the Bible. It's translated this way. Welfare, good health, prosperity, favor, total rest, wholeness, completely finished, restitution or repaid completely to be complete. That's what peace means. And that's what Jesus put inside you when he lives in you. How many of you want that stuff manifesting in you? Amen? He is Jehovah Shalom, your peace. Well, I'm going to get you to say that again. Father God, I declare and decree that you're Jehovah Shalom. You are my peace. And I thank you, Lord, that your peace lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <laughs> okay, let's keep going through the Psalm 23. And again, we're only touching a few names here. Believe me, we could go on for months and months. We could go on for years, Pastor Brenda, and just on the names of God. Um, and I want to move along here, but he restores my soul. It's the next part of Psalm 23. He restores my soul. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. That was revealed way back in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. And he said it this way, I will put none of the diseases on you which I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. The Lord, the healer himself, lives in you. Seek the healer, not the healing. If you've got issues, seek the healer in you. you every single one of the 127 billion cells approximately that we all have in us has been saturated by the love of God and by the healer himself. There should be no pain, no sickness, nor disease that come when the healer has takes up residence within these cells of our body and lives in every area of our body, and we believe it. 
I'm going to tell you a story about myself really quickly. Back several years ago, I was diagnosed with having three tumors on my liver. Um, two of them were the size of a softball and one was the size of a baseball. And uh, it wasn't good. But I knew that the healer lived in me. And I knew that he saturated every cell in my body. And he gave me a word out of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 that says, My word is a sharp two-edged sword that cuts and divides. And he says, I'm your healer. And as I meditated on this and understood this, in the hand of a physician or a healer, a sword becomes a scalpel. And I seen him with his scalpel cut out those tumors off my liver. And when I went back for the next MRI, all of them were gone in Jesus' name. Because he was my healer. He was a physician that cut them out because he lives in me and I believed it. But we've got to access these things. We cannot live in doubt. We cannot live in this place where, oh, but that's not for me. Yes, it is for you. If you became a Christian, if you've been born again from above, you have the healer in you. You have Jesus Christ in you. You have Jehovah Rapha in you. I know in the healing rooms, that's one of the main things we try to get to people. Don't seek your healing. Seek the healer. The healer lives in you. The healer will heal you if you allow him, if you believe. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Can two walk together unless they agree? If you're not agreeing with him, you're not walking with him. If you're not thinking, lining up your thinking with him, come on. I, talked to, I was just talking with somebody and praying with them earlier in the early service. And I said, there's a war going on inside you. You've allowed the enemy to live in you for a long time. So the enemy has taken up residence within you. Sickness, disease, mental things, all the junk. But now you're moving into an area where you're allowing Christ to move in. And there's a war going on as this enemy is being pushed out. That's all that's happening. Let's kick the squatter out now and let's get it over with now. And let Jesus Christ have full control. Do you yield to the full control of Christ being in you? It's that simple for all of us. For all of us in every area of our life. Now we've only went through a few areas. Come on, if there's three, over 300 names of Christ and God that his attributes and his nature are and he's put the nature in us. Ooh, I mean, Lord God Almighty. Come on, he's Almighty. Let's keep going though. I, so he restores my soul. So, Father God, I'm going to have you repeat. Father God, I declare and decree that you're Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals me. Your blood runs through my body. The healer lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Ooh. Okay, the next one. He leads me. And pass of righteousness for his namesake. Here's another redemptive name of God that was given way back in the Old Testament. I am Jehovah Syndicu. I am the Lord your righteousness. I am Jehovah Syndicu. I am the Lord your righteousness who redeems you. Look at what this says in, in Psalm 23. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his what? For his namesake. I am the Lord of righteousness. That's my namesake, and I'm leading you in paths of righteousness because my righteousness is in you. That's what he's saying here. His righteousness. I don't have to be in right standing because there's none righteous, no, not one in the flesh. 
But when his righteousness lives in me, I am seen by God the Father as righteous in his eyes. I can come boldly to the throne of grace. I have access to heavenly realms. I have the righteousness of Christ living in me. And so when God the Father sees me, he sees righteousness. The righteousness of Jesus Christ has been imputed or put on or lives inside of me. I am righteous. And so are you. Now, wouldn't that help a little bit in areas of your life if you knew that you are righteous? Quit living in condemnation. Get the sin taken care of. Put it under the blood. You're righteous. You're clean. You are clean. You are clean. You are righteous in his eyes. I'm going to make you say it. So we're going to say this too. I'm going to get you talking it pretty soon here, all of it. Okay, repeat after me. Father God, I declare and decree that you're Jehovah Syndicate, the Lord my righteousness. I am righteous in God's eyes because your righteousness lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Who are you guys getting this stuff? And I don't know if first service, they were like drawing it. They were like, yeah. Some of you were there. Let's go on. We got, we got to move because we've been here for a while. Let's go into the next part of this, Psalm 23. Mm. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of heaven's armies. That was revealed way back in 1 Samuel 1.3. It's in the scriptures over 300 times. He's telling you, I am the Lord of hosts. I am the Lord of heaven's armies. I am your protector. I am your strong tower. I am God Almighty. There's nothing that can touch you, and the Lord of hosts lives in you. There's nothing that can attack you. No weapon formed against you can prosper, because I live in you. I am the Lord of hosts. Back in the Old Testament, he even showed this even further when he said to Israel, as they were walking in a righteous time with him, and they were walking in his grace, and, then, and actually obeying him. He says, you know what? You don't even have to go fight this war. He sent one angel out to fight the war. 185,000 of the enemy forces were destroyed by that one angel because he was the Lord of hosts, the Lord of heaven's armies that fight our battles for us. The battle belongs to the Lord, not you. Why do you fight and fight and fight and try to do it in your own flesh? Yield and give it to him. He can do a much better, uh, probably a lot better, much, even much, 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 if there's such a word, better at fighting our wars than we do. Turn it over to him. He is the Lord of hosts. He is the Lord of heaven's armies. There's nothing bigger than him. There's no circumstance bigger than him. There's no enemy bigger than him. There's nothing that can come against him that he cannot defeat. His armies are in you and live for you. Matter of fact, it says that his angels are at our beck and caller in uh, Psalm 103, verse 20, I believe it is. Let me give you a verse on this, too, just to read. Isaiah 47, 4 is a verse I'll read to you, actually. We don't have time to. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, Mm. And his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, Jesus, are talking about. I am the first and the last, and there is no other God besides me. 
I am the first and the last and everything in between. There's no power. There's no God. There's nothing bigger than me, is what he's saying. He lives in you as your army, as your Lord of hosts. Do you believe that? I'm going to get you to say it. Repeat after me. Father God, I declare and decree that you are Jehovah Sabiath, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of heaven's armies, and you live in me, and no weapon formed against me can prosper. In Jesus' name. Ooh. Amen. Come on, I hear some of you. You're getting it. You're getting it. Let's go on. For you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. Jehovah Shammah. I am the Lord who's always there with you. The Lord is present and always at your side. He revealed this in Ezekiel 48:35, where he talked about how a city was being set up where God would never leave, that he would always be there. And then he said that we are that city. You are the dwelling place of the Most High God. Have you ever heard that before, that God dwells in you in the form of Jesus Christ? I in you. He's in you. I've been made and created to live as a dwelling place of God forever. And so are you. We've been now returned back to that by the blood of Christ. And because Christ himself and spirit will always live with us as we allow it, he's not going anywhere. The only thing that separates us is us. He's in you. Do you believe that? Do you believe that he died on the cross and rose again and that the resurrected Christ is in you? As a matter of fact, it says... As he is, so are we in this world. As he is resurrected at the right hand of the Father, so are we as we walk in this world. Why? Because he never leaves us. He'll never forsake us. He's always with us. Always, always, always. You can always call on him. We get messed up when we start calling on other stuff. But when we call on him, he's always got the answer. He will always be there for you. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're always there. Um, again, I'm going to ask you to say it. So, Father God, I declare and decree, and I know that you're Jehovah Shammah, always forever with me. I will never doubt your presence in my life again. You live in me. In Jesus' name. Gotta move. Amen. Amen. Whew. Okay, let's go on. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That's the picture of Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my covering or my banner. He's got a canopy over you. He first said those names, that name, in Exodus 17:15. He's your banner. He's your covering. He's like the umbrella that keeps you from any rain, but he keeps you from anything. Again, it's almost a picture of the Lord of hosts again. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner. Wherever you go, his canopy of protection's on you. His banner over you is always love, and he's always there. Think about that. 
inside of me lives a canopy protection called Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, my banner. And his banner always over me is love. Where can you not walk? For everywhere, that's why when Joshua, when it was told Joshua, everywhere where the sole of your foot touches, it's yours. Because his canopy, his banner, is there. He lives in us. He lives in us as that. Now, we either got to start believing this book is his love letter and it's true. Don't walk out here today and say, whoa, that was a nice message. You've got to start believing this stuff. If two are going to walk together, they've got to understand and be one with each other. You've got to understand and know. You've got to know this is true. I'm not saying these things. It's a word of God. And God is saying this about you. We live so far below what God says about us. Rise up. Rise up. It's time to rise up in Christ. In Jesus' name. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Your banner over me is love. Again, I'm going to ask you. Repeat after me. Father God, I declare and decree that you are Jehovah Nisi, the Lord who is my banner and my covering. And you live in me, in Jesus' name. Okay, let's do one more and then we'll... Um, he anoints my head with oil and my cup runs over. He anoints my head with oil and my cup runs over. I am Jehovah Makedesh. Makedesh. M apostrophe K-A-D-D-E-S-H. I'm probably pronouncing that one a little wrong, but it's I am the Lord who sanctifies you and makes you holy. Remember when it says in the scripture, be holy for I am holy. And I'm, I don't know if it was you or anyone like you or me, but I've heard this before. And it's probably me that said it in my mind many times. How in the world can I be holy? Especially when I was a young Christian. You can't. For there's none. But the cool thing is, is when we give him our sin, flesh, cardinal, self, he comes and sanctifies us, which means he makes us into his image and puts his holiness on us. And his holiness lives in us. That's why he can say, be holy, for I am holy. That's why when he says we need to be holy, it's not our holy that's imputed to us. It's his holiness in us that lives in us. You are holy. You are holy. And it's not your holiness. That's okay. It's his holiness. But he lives in you as holiness. And his holiness is in you. It's not some self-righteous thing. That's religious spirit. This is Christ and his holiness living in you. Ooh. You are, it says in the scriptures, you are sanctified by his truth. In John, it says you're sanctified by his blood. In Hebrews, in um, Acts, it says you're sanctified by his faith. He sanctifies you, means he sets you apart and puts his holiness in you. You've been sanctified by the Holy One living in you, and his holiness is on you. Set apart for a cause of holiness by God. That's who you are, and that's who he says you are. Do you believe that? I'll ask you to say it then. Father God, I declare and decree that you are Jehovah Mekadesh, the Lord who sanctifies and makes me holy. I am holy because you are holy and you live in me. 
in Jesus' name. Okay. Now we got one more verse here, and I'm going to close it with like this. Because he is Jehovah, the Lord, the great I am, the unchanging, eternal one, the almighty king of the universe, the covenant-keeping God who lives within us as your shepherd, as your provider, as your peace, as your healer, come on, as your righteousness, as your Lord of heavenly armies, your protector, as the Lord who's always with you, as your covering banner, as your sanctifier who make you holy, then surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Ooh, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, those were just nine names of the 300 and some names that he gives himself in the, in the nature and attributes. And he's saying to us that I put my divine nature in you. It says it right there. We read it in Second Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. If we can, I'm going to close now, and I don't know if we can get that up on the board but or up on the overhead. If you can't, Karina will just do the, um, but I want to close with an altar call because nothing is going to alter in your life. I said it earlier in the first service. Nothing is going to alter in your life until you put it on the altar. If you yield to this and yield your flesh to this and believe this and put it on your altar, your flesh, and allow his life to shine through you, great and mighty things that you'll never know of, that you can't think big enough of, he will put on you. Every one of you have great destiny and purpose. You are not disqualified because he lives in you. So I'm going to ask you to come forward in a line up here, and I'm going to pray over each of you shortly. I'm just going to put a prayer on you quickly. That is, I'm going to ask that his nature come in you in a mighty way and flow on you and touch you. Right now, so um, we're not going to have uh, the altar team up here. We're just—I'm going to have you just come up and just in rows, and I want to seal this. Come on, are you going to put this on the altar? Come on. I am the spirit of knowledge and understanding. I am the Holy Spirit that moved upon the deep. I am worthy of worship glorious and incomparable. I am God who makes himself known through visions. I am dunamis power. I am the giver of all revelation. I am glorious and full of weighty splendor. I am he that ascended to the Father. I am the triune God of Israel. I am God who performs signs. I am God who speaks in night seasons. I am the King of glory.